morning, everyone. This is Kathy Mason from Mason Works Marketing here on Conscious Business Zone with my friend Susan Christensen. Hi, Susan. Hi. Thank you, Kathy. I'm so glad to have you here, and I'm so glad to have this discussion because um, it is um, a really important conversation to have in these times as we're looking for integrity and um, the the honest way of doing business and the honest way of showing up in an authentic, loving way for each other. So everyone, if you haven't, Susan's been on my show before because um, we've talked about her other adventures. Today, we're going to talk about a book called Flying with Wings. And um, I have a copy right here, here. Um, but, um, but, but she has been on the show before because she's an award-winning journalist and also a filmmaker. Her film is um, of women's voices, the wisdom of the grandmothers and the wisdom of the grandmothers. It was on both the film, the wisdom of the grandmothers was aired on PBS and um, NF. FNX stations across the country. So, so um, she also is the award-winning former journalist. Um, she had a communications company, and so this, she's using all of her skills, every single skill that I know of, um, right now on this project, um, which I can't wait to share with you because it's it's. Um, it's a very powerful story that needs people to examine and um, infiltrate their consciousness with truth and um, right and wrong, really. Right and wrong is a lot of it. So with that, okay, so Susan, how did all of this get started? Because you were in Juneau, Alaska and all of that. So I'll just let you have the stand and, <laughs> and thank well, you for being here. Well, first of all, Kathy, I want to thank you so much for inviting me to be on and for all your support, both personally and with Mason Works Marketing and Mason Works Press. Um, you know, one of the things that people never say in their introduction to me that is really important for me to tell people is when I was younger, I wore a brace, um, and I will spare you all the gory details, but it did damage to my vocal cords. And I always start out every presentation I make, whether it's live or, or wherever, just letting people know that I'm not nervous and I'm not crying. <laughs> I might be a little nervous, but, um, but this is as good as my voice gets. And so I always tell people, well, if it goes out, don't try to run and give me CPR if you're, if you're <laughs> in person with me. Um, it'll come back. This is as good as it gets. Um, but the reason I like to tell people that is, especially young people, is that those difficulties, um, especially with have, having a year of my life where I couldn't really speak, motivated my life um, in the understanding of the importance of all forms of communication. And when I did my first book, um, Women's Voices, the Wisdom of the Grandmothers, one of the things that I was looking for was what is the importance of, of people's voices, especially grandmothers' voices in the wor world today? And I made a commitment at that time to always start every presentation I ever did, not only telling people about why my voice is the way it is, but also to start with a little prayer or a little ceremony or a little bit of gratitude. So I wanted to do that today. And I just wanted to just offer a very, very, very short uh, prayer that is my prayer of my heart, um, that people will wake up to our oneness and our unity in this troubled world. And it is also my prayer that as we move through this presentation today and as this book moves out into the world, that it will help to bring about some level of healing and unity in, in today's world. I, I wanted to come on to your show, not, not really just to promote the book, Flying With Wings, but I also, 
want to do what I'm doing because I want to share the messages in this book that I think are really important today in these difficult times. And some of those messages that this book touches on are our shared ability to overcome difficulties, even tragedies, which I think is really important today. Our shared ability to find faith and forgiveness and healing in spite of those difficulties. And also our need to come together to support one another. And I really believe that um, Flying with Wings, a true story of an Alaska aircraft accident, as, as weird as that may sound when you're just looking at the title, really touches on all of these things. And, and it's really why I was honored to be able to tell this story. Um, and I so appreciate your willingness and, and your author's willing, I mean, your audience's willingness to, to really give me a moment of their time to share this. So that's a long introduction to answer your question, but um, <laughs> I'll tell you a little bit about where the story takes place. Um, this tragedy that Flying with Wings mm -hmm. picks took place on the Taku River just outside of my longtime home in Juneau, Alaska. And while the book is about the victims and the survivors of the accident, it also touches on the heroism of the company itself, which at that time, Wings of Alaska, um, about the owners of the company, about the pilots and the employees in the accident's aftermath. And it touches on the coming together of the community of Juneau to provide support. So I wanted to really give you a little bit of feeling um, about that, about the community, about the, the, the company, and about the main person in the book that the book is about is um, Bob Jacobson, who I know you've met, Kathy. Mm -hmm. And Bob wrote the prologue and the epilogue to this book, and he's really one of its main central characters. He couldn't be with us today, but I wanted to just tell you a little bit about my relationship with Bob and about Bob as a person. Is that all right, Kathy? Oh, yes. Yes. Wonderful. Well, I first met um, Bob Jacobson, who's the founder of Wings of Alaska in 1996. And it was two years after the accident occurred. Um, since then, Bob and his wife, Darlene Jacobson, his late sister, Karen Jacobson, his brother, Jim Jacobson, and John, his sister, um, all of the Jacobson family have become friends. And when Bob and I first worked, together um, when we first met, uh, we were both hired to work on a local ballot initiative in Juneau. Uh, Bob was the volunteer spokesperson and I was a PR person helping to write speeches and helping him to support the overall communications efforts of that initiative. Um, one night we were sitting in my office and this was two years after the accident. And we started talking about the accident that his company had had. And what Bob didn't know at the time was that I was in the hospital in Juneau um, in the emergency room with pneumonia the night that the accident occurred. And my next door neighbor, George Coulter, the pilot of the downed aircraft lived we lived in a zero lot line. We were on one side and George and his wife, Karen, were on the other side. The first time that Bob spoke with me about the accident and we realized this connection that we both had to it, um, I knew then that this was a story that was really important to tell. What I didn't know then, Kathy, was that Bob would become one of my personal heroes. Um, he, how he and his family and all of the employees at Wings dealt with this tragedy, in my mind, is an example of, an inte of integrity in business mm -hmm. and integrity as human beings. The book itself recounts how the company pilots risked their lives to save 
the survivors of the accident, how Bob, his brothers, and his company and community members in Juneau went out to find the plane and the victims um, when the Coast Guard gave up looking for it less than 15 hours after the accident. And also how Bob struggled um, after some of the individuals within the Federal Aviation Administration decided to blame the company and the pilots in the aftermath without ever really honestly looking at and discovering the true cause behind it. And I think this book touches on that cause, which was in part, and part of what is so important to me, a breakdown in communication, um, hurt ego on the part of the accident pilot, and individual decisions, decision-making that was based on that hurt. Um, instead of really cooperation. And I, Kathy, I, I think you and I both think that you find those factors in the struggle that the world faces today. Yes, yes, yes. I, I'm, I see this book as a wonderful opportunity to look at everything that you do and see if it's aligned with integrity because there's so many aspects of this book. I mean, first it's sad, and um, but then there's all these aspects of heroism that that um, is remarkable. And we don't really have heroes anymore. We don't have, I mean, before we had politicians or we had, we had uh, sports people that were heroes or, or um, actors and actresses. And now we don't really have uh, politicians, I wouldn't say. Um, so this is a, an incredible story of heroism with, with um, just because they're doing the right thing, just because it's the right thing. Yeah, that's really, thank you for sharing that, Kathy. Um, I want to, I brought a couple of video clips that I gave them to you and I want to show them. But before I do, I wonder, I, I just want to talk for a minute about why this book was so difficult to write. Okay. And also why it's been so difficult to read for many of the people that were involved. And also how the story is told. So let me just touch on that briefly. Um, I told the story from the point of view of the third person omniscient author. And what was important to me throughout this and what was important to everyone involved was staying true to what actually happened. Um, very early on, I, I talked with a, a writing coach, a, a woman who does, um, who does, you know, she's a published author and anyway, and she had a lot of suggestions about how to make the book, you know, really exciting. And she wanted it to be more this and more that. And early on, when I spoke with Bob about that, we both felt because so many of the people that are in the book are still alive, because we were talking to victims of what had really happened to them, the survivors that the most important thing in the telling of the story, even though it was written as a story and as a third person omniscient author, was that we stayed true to the actual events of what happened. So I, I interviewed everyone I could that was still alive, that was a part of the story. I Bob opened his files to me and I looked at a myriad of newspaper articles legal depositions from the time, um, affidavits, faxes, letters, um, e even letters that people wrote to Bob after the accident, giving him encouragement that had that he still kept 20 years after the accident had occurred. And it took nine years to write this book. Um, 
and I think Bob only opened his files to me and his life to me and people in that I interviewed opened up to me because part of their goal in its telling was to improve airline safety. And they felt if there was one person or one accident that could be avoided uh, by its telling, then it was worth it. And, and there were many people all along the way that were really didn't want this book to be written. They were afraid maybe it might affect the business or the travel industry or whatever. But all along, people encouraged us to tell this story because they thought that it was really important to tell. And I wonder if you you talked about integrity and heroism. Um, one of the people in the books that's also a hero, and, and he would never say this, but Bob's brother, Jim Jacobson, um, is Bob's older brother. He was one of the owners of Wings. And in this little short clip, he talks about um, the book, why it was written, and also its impact a tiny bit on him and and why they did what they did. And I can answer questions a little bit more about what he did maybe after you show the clip. Okay. So you do want me to show it right now? Yeah, I think this would be a good time. It's, it's okay. pretty short. Well, okay, here we go. My name is Jim Jacobson. Um, been a commercial pilot for 50 years or so now. And um, brother Bob and Drew Hag and myself and mother and Karen and all my siblings started Wings of Alaska in 1981. And uh, although I was flying for Alaska Airlines at the time, I did a lot of work with Bob getting things set up and I was his parts chaser in the lower 48 to get parts and send up there and ferry airplanes to him when he'd buy airplanes down here. So fairly well involved with the airline but did not fly for the airline commercially. Well, um, uh, having been through some traumatic experiences with airplanes before, um, I knew that the employees were going to need help. Um, I had been trained um, after an incident I had at Alaska Airlines with a critical incidents response program that got started because of our incident. And um, so my main reason for getting to Juno was just to support the family and try and and get some guidance and counselors for the employees uh, that I knew were going to be severely uh, traumatized by by the whole thing. Yeah, when I got there, Bob was pretty distraught because the Coast Guard and, and state troopers had pulled off and we were still missing uh, passengers. And so I told him I'd, I'd go out and see if I could get that airplane back and get the passengers back. And that's what we did for the next week. Um, that was quite a, quite a feat actually to get that thing up off the bottom. And, and we recovered three of the bodies and were able to give those bodies back to the families um, for closure. You know, I just, uh, I think about this every morning when I get up. Uh, seven people and have lost their lives. And, you know, they were under our care. And uh, that was the main reason Bob wanted to put this book together was to try and maybe help other people that go down this road. Uh, you never totally recover from it, but we're all doing better now. And I think this book helped a lot too, getting, getting everything out. But, um, you know, my sister, Karen, and Bob and Karen, you know, took care of those people at the hospital or didn't take care of them, but kept communicating with them and stuff, which was 
something I couldn't have done. Well, it wasn't over and above. I mean, you just, you know, mom and dad raised us to do the right thing. And if we didn't do the right thing, we heard about it. Um, but, you know, Juno is just that way. Alaska is that way. Uh, if somebody needs help, somebody's going to help. Them. I've had, I've given out a lot of these books, mainly to pilots and other people that I know, people that I respect, people that I flew with at the airline, senior to me. I dropped one off the other day with a buddy of mine that's 80. And he's got a lot of Southeast time and flew the Twin Otters up in Juneau when they were still running in the early 70s there. And he called me, he read it one night and called me the next morning at six o'clock to talk about the book. Uh, the, the responses I'm getting from the people that I've given it to, and most of them are in the industry one way or the other, uh, they think it'll really help people that go through traumatic experiences like this and uh, or situations like this. And, and you know, you don't have to have torn metal and bloody bodies to, to really screw some people up. Maybe someday the FIA will open their eyes and I doubt it in my lifetime anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think now a pilot can go through marriage counseling if he needs it, but 20 years ago, you couldn't. You had to report it. Um, you know, this poor guy that just lost his cookies and pulling the fire handles. I mean, got a wife, two kids. I don't know him personally, but I've talked to a lot of people that do, said he's just a fantastic guy and one of the best instructors Horizon had. Um, he worked there before he worked at Alaska and, you know, the guy's looking at jail time because he couldn't go seek counseling because they'd pull his medical ticket and he wouldn't be able to support his family. Well, now look what happened. Wow. Wow. I should probably give you a little more background on that. What he's talking about, the more recent accident, um, you know, these things are still happening today. And if a pilot, uh, at, at that time, pilots could not seek any type of counseling at all. Um, one of the things that Jim did that, you know, is outlined a little bit in the book is he had his own incident at Alaska Airlines and he pulled the plane out and saved, saved the plane and people. But in the aftermath of that, um, at that time, there were no no counseling at all for anyone after an accident. And one of his flight attendants was um, very severely traumatized by it and was having difficulties. And the husband of the flight attendant called her, called him and said he was concerned about his wife possibly committing suicide. So Jim went into Alaska Airlines at that time and, and you know, threw a check down on the, on the desk of some important people and said, you know, we need, we need to do something. We need to make counseling available. And at that time, the firefighters and other people were, were beginning to have incident responses that allowed for counseling. And, um, but pilots themselves could not be counseled. So the person that was running it said, well, I'm going to do a session for the other people, but the pilots need to be there. I'm not going to be counseling the pilots, but the pilots need to be there. And out of that came um, Alaska Airlines started their incident response program. And um, Jim told me that that was one of the most proud things in his life was that that incident response team was started. But it's shocking to me that Today, what he was mentioning was that pilots now can get some counseling for, you know, for marriage counseling and other kinds of things. But if they really seek a individual counseling, um, they have to report it. And the FAA can still, in, in 2023, take away their medical, their medical certificate, which is something that all pilots need to have in order to be able to fly planes. 
So it's kind of shocking. Not only are these kinds of accidents still happening today, where, you know, but they're the response and the ability to create healing and have healing is is often still not available to many people in the industry. Yeah. Kathy, I wanted to also touch on, if you don't mind, just really quickly, this book, um, something that's really, really important to me personally okay. is that during this process, I was able to, and it, it touches back to this counseling theme, I was able to um, interview a lot of the people who did survive this accident. One of the, the heroes that I feel came out of this book, and she's certainly a heroine to me, is a woman by the name of Rosa Maria Gomar de Vides. And Rosa survived the accident, but she lost her mother and her two children, Miguel and Maria, in the accident. And I also was able to interview another survivor, Wanda Gard, who lost her partner and her best friend in the accident, uh, Kathleen Pruneski, and also their son, Larry Gard. And I was able to interview Dennis Schrantz, who was the son of um, another couple that died in the accident, Donald and Florence Schrantz. And I interviewed the rescue pilots, people who recovered the plane, um, attorneys involved with the FAA and, and, and this accident and more. And all of these people in my mind, their stories are so compelling. I mean, you can almost have a book just about Rosa. And one of the differences between what Rosa did in her life and what, and what was available to the pilots and the owners of wings in the aftermath of this accident is that Rosa sought every kind of help that she could possibly seek. She, uh, at the time she was able to come back to the United States and meet with um, the woman who did an incredible amount of work with death and dying. She sought counseling. She, she tried alternative things. She told me that she, she had to know how it was possible for people who lost children and went through the trauma that she went through to be able to go on and find forgiveness and find a life. And one of the things that made her such a hero to so many people who met her when she came back to Alaska 20 years after the accident well, she came back to Alaska, met with Bob and all and Karen and all the pilots and people who've been involved in the recovery and the rescue. And she had adopted three children who she then raised and gave incredible life to. Um, and she, from the moment that this accident happened, she was all about forgiveness, about the creator. Um, and she, her story is, you know, so incredibly compelling. And so I just wanted to, to mention her and them um, because I, 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 this book isn't just about wings and what they did. It's about the survivors and the victims and, and the people who went through this tragedy. Yes. Well, um, we did get a couple comments from Noelle um, Marshall and Bob Warner and I never know which one that wrote it. <laughs> but that's why alcoholic pilots and flight attendants couldn't get help back then. And then um, they also put headaches and stents and many medical conditions can get your license pulled. There are special doctors, AMEs that examine pilots. So they both are pilots. Um, and so they, they know the whole drill that that the whole system needs, um, still needs, FAA is a government agency, but it still needs um, to be updated. Um, so at least I just wanted you to know they, they're they watching and they, they're yeah. helping. And then um, Zana said, wow, so powerful. So, so what we're looking at right now is these huge changes in society and changes in life and people when you when you read a book like this and you see about you saw 
um, that uh, Bob's brother still had tears talking about it 30 years later, that this was not, um, oh, that just happens kind of thing. They, they took it very personally and were still in a lot of pain, a lot of these people. And, and uh, I want the audience to also understand how, how, um, how kind the system that you use to get validation and get, um, get refine the story um, was that you you set up the book and then you out some and then and then you sent them to everyone that was a part of the book so that they could read it before it went public and correct anything and um, that alone had to be a healing for so many people 30 years later who, may have never really known the full overview story. They knew their part, but they they didn't get the big picture. So, um, oh, okay. Here's, um, no, I just, my brother-in-law was head of the Air Safety Foundation and allows pilots to make anonymous reports to improve safety. Yeah, and I think there have been I, a, a tremendous amount of improvements in the industry. Don't get me wrong. It is not what it was 30 years ago at all. There have been a lot of things that have happened and that are improvements. But this book, in, in detailing all of the pieces of the story, the accident itself from the perspective of the people that were the survivors of it, the recovery of the um, people who wings tur pilots turned around, went back out into the Taku River, risked their own lives and to save the people that were still in the river. So everyone who survived, survived because of the pilots that went right. back and did this. Right. And then also the the aftermath of them, of the Coast Guard, it was touched on, who was responsible for, um, at, you know, finding the plane and whatnot. They, they gave up searching for it 16 hours after the accident occurred. And they did that because at that time they knew there, you know, even though there were bodies still in the plane, they knew there were no more survivors. The, the people that were rescued were rescued and brought back immediately by by the wings pilots themselves but so but what jim touched on was that because of their family values because of them being a conscious business mm -hmm. they went back and and because the community of juno came together in so many ways to help and support them Bob Jacobson and the Jacobson family went out and hired people. They hired divers, they hired boats. They went out and people in Juneau came forward and said, we can find that plane. And we, they did. They, they, they're a whole part of this book talks about finding the plane, bringing it back to the surface. And they themselves took the, people that were victims and brought them back in body bags on their own boats so that those people could go back to their families and be buried. And it 30 years later, it bothered all of them what they went through. And it still bothered them that they were there was one victim, little Miguel, that they were never able to find. And in addition to them doing that, they also, the book also details all of the legal aftermath of this accident. And another one of the clips, I don't know if we have time to show it, Kathy, but another one of the clips that I gave you is a, just a, a short little clip from another man who owned a competing business in Alaska. His name is John Litton. And at the time, after the accident, Wings was taken off the ships that they sold their tour on. And um, one of the funny things about this book, and I, I've said to everyone, number one, 
people tell me get through the first three chapters because it introduces a lot of the people and once they get through it they they kind of you know tell me they 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 keep on reading and some of them say they can't put it down but another funny thing is I always say everyone in this book is named Bob. I, I, don't, know, I don't know what it was wrong with our parents' generation, but we were all named Susan or Bob or Karen. Anyway, um, they there's a chapter in the book called John and the Bobs Go to Bat. And the John in this book is John Litton, who I, I brought the video clip about, yeah. but it, it also talks about conscious business because three different owners of very, very large businesses, competitors of, of Wings and John Litton went down to Seattle in order to help Wings get back on the ships. And that's a little bit about what this clip talks about. But it also points to the integrity of these people because they were competitors. They probably would have, some of the people would be happy if their competitor gets knocked out of the business and more, more money for them. But that did not happen in this case. John Litton uh, organized this group of people to go down to talk to the ship and uh, the head of of the ship and and they got them back on and so john talks a little bit about that and i don't know if you want to play it oh yeah that. of course of course but I, first i wanted you to know that um noel and bob said amazing grace of the pilots and also sounds like a stellar example of love for humanity god bless them all oh, that's so, so sweet really and and well you can really tell that's that's this book is not just a story about an incident that happened it's a story about the best bringing out the best in people under tragic um situations and we've had this um this after effect of what we just have gone through the past two three years that this is another one of those stories that can help people instead of being depressed with what is happening now to push through because th these people still are working tirelessly for the good of all through their pain, through their, they, they, you can see, you'll, you'll see even in this video, every, everyone was so touched by what happened there for the grace of God go I really that's what that's what I got and and I was reading this book in its early stages years ago I, I don't know how many years ago that was but I was waiting I had it on my laptop and I was waiting in to get on an airplane and I was sobbing being so so there is parts of it that you can't help but just be brought into it but then but then the way that you've built it so that there's um character building and then the the rosa part is remarkable the rosa part that she um she made lemonade out of lemons um, and, and shows us how to do that too, and and how the whole industry could be bettered by this is um, is really amazing. So um, I'll I'll go ahead and put um, John on now. It's John Litton, and I. Okay, you ready? I'm a 45 year resident of Sitka, Alaska. Sitka is just 90 air miles away from Juneau, where Bob Jacobson and his entire family uh, have lived uh, all of their lives. And Bob and I happened to be in the same industry. I had a local sightseeing tour company um, as he had Wings, the airline company. And we both were involved directly with being sold on board by the cruise line industry that was coming through Alaska. And even though we competed somewhat for the same passenger to take our programs as an industry was concerned, uh, 
we linked arms, we worked together, we tried to grow the industry. And I guess you could say this about Alaska, if we're as big as it is, it was really a small town. I had uh, a very close relationship with the uh, CEO, president of Holland America Line uh, through a couple of different prior uh, situations that I was involved in. And the minute I heard that Wings of Alaska had been cut off from sales from the one company that had four ships a week coming through, I knew it was a death nail for Bob. There was no way his business could survive. The same thing if it would have happened to me. If Holland America had stopped selling my tour product on board, I would have been bankrupt within a month. And if you didn't, if you couldn't go to work, you weren't going to survive. So I knew that inherently, and I just took it upon myself to contact two or three other operators that had independent businesses. Uh, we all linked arms as being in the industry together, even though we fiercely fought over the same client to take our programs. And I said, come on, you guys, you're going to go with me. We're going to go talk to Kirk and get this straightened out for Wings, for Bob and in general, Bob and Karen both were really close friends to me at the time. So that was the reason um, I, I wasn't going to take no for an answer. Uh, within two days, we were all on a plane and uh, the rest kind of was history. And so we were successful when we left the meeting an hour later, he agreed to put wings back on. And I think uh that was a turning point that Bob knew that at least his company wasn't going to dissolve because of the terrible accident that took place. Now, fast forward 25 years, actually over the past three or four years, I've been very aware, Susan, of your uh, involvement. I, I'm very familiar with your past writings uh, through your work with APRN, even back in June in the early days. And so I was very aware of what was going on, and I've continued my close friendship relationship with Bob. And uh, as I would occasionally get a draft of what was coming uh, to fruition, I, I was just so excited about this project. I, I saw the other side of what this book might do to an industry that needs help. We continue to have these terrible tragedies that take place on a way too regular basis. And if this book can just even take one person and make them stop and think about the choice they make that day while either a passenger or a pilot or a mechanic or a grounds crew person uh, to do their job correctly and follow protocols and we've saved lives and this book, there's, you can't put a value to that. Uh, my name. Wow. Wow. And I think Kathy, that's why like your program, I mean, conscious business, I, I really am honored, you know, that you chose to let us be a part of this because we, we don't always realize as individuals how our particular actions can really impact the world. And for me, one of the most important messages and why I wanted to do this book and why I wanted to get the story out there, there's hope. Um, we can make a difference in the things that we do as individuals, in the way we conduct our business, in in how we treat one another, in in our own consciousness of how we go through the world. And and I hope that not only will this book be a part of of helping the industry and pilots and and people who to learn more about what accident like this involves, but anyone who's gone through trauma, 
that you can come out on the other side of those traumatic experiences and you can never forget it, but you can be better and you can heal and you can change. And I think that's an important message for the world today. It's easy to get wrapped up in the sadness and in, in all the trauma that's happening around the world today. But I believe from the depth of my being that, that people can change and that we can come together and we can create not only better businesses, but a better world. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Thank you so much. That's so well said. And um, Bob and Noelle are still, they, there are many pilots in Alaska that do not have licenses and contribute to the high accident rate, true, rugged individuals. I hope some of them read this book and get proper training and saves lives. Is that Noelle from Noelle? I'm not sure that's true today that you can fly in Alaska without a license, oh, but, okay. but, um, but, you know, I, I, I don't know everything, so maybe that's <laughs> something I can learn a, learn a little bit more about. But I think the point being that these accidents occur everywhere. And, you know, what, I, what Bob touches on in his epilogue, he did write the prologue and the epilogue of this book, but we, met, we referenced several more recent accidents, one of them being John Kennedy Jr., where he decided to fly uh, when other pilots chose not to because right. the conditions were not great. Um, another one being an accident that killed Kobe Bryant. Um, there's a lot of pressure on people to do what important people want to get where they're going. And that pilot made the decision to fly again. Was Were the conditions questionable? Was there pressure on that person to fly because these important people had somewhere to go. Right. And, and I think, again, you know, I, uh, John Litton mentioned the passenger side. I used to do some training to help people in the industry. And one of the things I would always say is, you know, when people are telling you, well, hey, I paid a lot of money for this tour and I want to go and, you know, why aren't you flying? It's nice here. And, you know, it looks good. To be able to explain to people, look, if I wouldn't put my own mother on this flight, I'm not going to fly you. And to have the strength and the, the willingness to stand up when there is pressure or to say, you know, to in, in the case of the accident pilot, he didn't listen when the other pilots told him to fly to the other side of the river. Um, because his own ego was bruised from things that other things that that came out and so he didn't listen and i think that those are really important messages today and there's still far too many accidents happening not necessarily because people don't have licenses or aren't trained they are but because sometimes individual decisions get made that impact people forever right right well there's so many incredible stories within this story, just as um, John had said that the, the community actually went to bat and how many little cities, little communities like that actually rally together to make a difference in, in the, uh, the lives of important people. Um, that, that's another um, important part of this. And then I also wanted you to know that Santa said, um, yes, thank you for telling the story about Rosa, that <clears throat> that was very important too, that, that um, all of us need to know that we're creating our reality and that we have an opportunity to, um, to work through um, these deep things because this we're in a time period where all sorts of, um, uh, I don't want to say criminal activity, but all sorts of activity that isn't uh, highly ethical is going to come to light. It's, we're in this illuminated time period. And what we need is the people that have the um, capacity to have to create powerful decisions and create 
co-creative decisions for remedies so that we can change this world to what we want. Um, the polarity thing of always being against, or there's always a tit for tat, which is really a very common business model. Um, you're not really seeing that in this book. I mean, when you heard John, he wasn't saying, oh, well, they help me. I'm going to, they'll help, you know, tit for tat. That was like, hey, no, this is this is survival for these people. Let's all come together. Um, when you see what Rosa did, Rosa um, had closure. She created closure for herself coming back to Alaska, which, wow. Can you, I mean, wow. So there's so many good stories within this. I mean, good lessons, good um you, you will shed some tears at the beginning, I think. Well, I did. I still do. <laughs> so. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. And thank you to Bob and Noel and, and um, your other. Um, yes, for commenting. I I really appreciate your, your being here and your comments and, and anything that, that, is left out of this book that's on me and anything you know there's there was so many stories to tell and i did my best to try to weave them together and as kathy knows you know it, weaving together all of these different things that happen was challenging but it is still challenging for many of the people who are in this book that we gave it to told us, they couldn't read it till the end. They couldn't get to through the part, you know, maybe where they still had had impact or trauma. And and I, I really appreciate, Kathy, that you're stressing that Rosa was such an amazing example of someone who turned the worst tragedy that I can ever imagine right. anyone experiencing, losing your children and your mother and being in the river and all everything she went through and still being able to find the thread of faith and the thread of forgiveness and offer hope um, and say, you know, you can go through that healing journey anytime um, by choice and, 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 and that it can make change in, in yourself and in the world. Yeah, I definitely want um, people to, to get all of that. I hope they listen to what you just said. Go rewind and listen to it again. Because what's happening is, is that if we're looking for how to come together and get out of this polarity that we've been in for thousands of years and go to what they're calling the age of Aquarius. I mean, this isn't woo-woo. This is actually um, astrology, which is a science. Um, when, when we start to get to that aspect where we're going to the age of Aquarius, which is supposed to be full of love, this is a great story that could help you process your own um, uh, um, storyline of trauma that everyone has. Everyone has abandonment and all sorts of traumas just as um, from zero to seven years old. But when you read a book like this where you're in it and you're feeling it, you get to process a lot of those same um, conscious uh, emotions and and then and then come out as a better person at the end of this book. That's what I I mean. That's why I thought it's so important to let as many people as possible know about it. Um, that we're coming up to Christmas, where it would be a great present for people that, because this is a conversation that needs to be had right now. Where we where we get back to what's really important in life, and what what the kindness and the integrity that you heard that Bob's family apparently drilled into all the kids, um, they they showed up as adults that way. It's really amazing. Um, I wanted to show the website if that's okay. Susan. Yeah, thank you. 
The, the book is currently available and um, soon to be distributed to uh, bookstores around Alaska. Um, and it's currently available on flyingwithwings.com. Um, people can purchase it there, not expensive. And, and then um, they can um, hopefully, as we move down the line, um, it'll become more and more available through, throughout the country. But right now they can, you can click on the top there, Kathy, and, and you can go to um, where they can purchase the book and it's, it's available. And, um, and hopefully as they read it, they'll get back to us with comments and we can, again, continue this conversation because it, it is it is such an important one. And thank you for giving us the venue to be able to do it. Oh, good. Well, I think this would be a tremendous book to have as a book reading group where people could really process with it. Um, I think that there's so many powerful discussions that it brings up and insights that it brings up into um, humanity and and um, there's just so many aspects of it that are very, very powerful that hopefully it'll get to the travel industry, every type of travel industries, um, not just in Alaska, but around the world and have people really consider um, the preciousness of the cargo that people are responsible for and maybe think it through before they take action. And, and if it saves lives, that's great. If it helps somebody turn a corner from a tragedy, that's great. If it, if it um, has you understand the integrity of some of these small businesses so that you support small businesses, that's great. I mean, we could just keep going on and on and on, right? Well, thank you, Kathy. I really appreciate you saying that. And, you know, it's it's not the goal of this book to make money. There's a, a desire on the part of the Jacobsons to start a foundation for airline safety. Um, it's not, it never had, you know, you know me. <laughs> I, I don't make money, but, and it's, it's not the goal. It, it's really the, it's really the desire to, to impact lives, to save lives and to be able to make a difference. And, and you're a wonderful example of that, Kathy. And I, I just so appreciate everything. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that isn't what I was, exp I, I, I do this as part of my service, um, wanting people that are servant leaders that are, I consider the big part of this change that we're going through. They, they have a leadership role. And so all of these um, wonderful people that change agents and authors and filmmakers and, and uh, healers, they're all part of this resource pool that these servant leaders can draw on and, um, and learn so much from, they don't have the time to go find people like I do. And um, so I, again, I wanna thank you so much and I wanna thank the audience, please share you guys, if you can, please share, please share this on YouTube as well, so that more and more people can know more about this book and learn about this story. This is not fantasy. This is not what you see on Hollywood, but this could be a wonderful screenplay because um, there's so many intertwinings and um, parts of it that are powerful lessons for us right now. So again, Susan, the best way for them to get a hold of you is? Uh, well, my email is susan at flyingwithwings.com. Okay. And they can send a message through the uh, flyingwithwings.com website. And I will definitely get back to anyone and everyone. And, and again, thank you to your audience and those who commented. Oh, yes. Thank you. And okay, so we'll do this again. And um, I can't wait to hear all of the wonderful ways that you're honored with this beautiful work. Thank you so much. I know it, it was a heart. This was a God job. This was not just, yep, you're an angel. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Kathy.